Hello, hello. Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We're going to talk today about how to receive from God. Oh, it's going to be so good. I have to let you know, if you are not in 30 days of faith walking, this program is an activation program. It is based on the book, it's a workbook actually, called Rule and Reign, The Faith Walker Manual. And it's all about how you can actively be walking by faith because where the enemy definitely keeps us stuck is keeping us hindered by fear. He tries to get us to use our words to curse and speak death over our future and cancel out the blessings that God wants us to step into in our life. And there's so many things that we're not even aware that we do that are preventing us from walking into the fullness of what God has promised into walking this path of destiny. And so this 30-day program can really challenge you and how are how are you actively walking in your faith? Are you truly walking by faith? I know for me, <laughs> again, there's no shame here. There's no guilt. There's no shame. No good, bad, right, or wrong. It's just, are you? Because unless you can admit it, you can't do anything about it. You can't take ownership over what you don't admit. Okay? So this 30 days of faith walking is very powerful. You get a new video and training every single day. You can buy the Rule and Main Faith Walker Manual if you want. This is a guide that is designed to be a reference for you whenever you need it. But for 30 days, you will go through this program. There's a community feed so you can get ongoing support. We also do live coaching. So you can join us every Monday for that as well. But get plugged in. You're going to see a link in the show notes. You can also go to www.courageco.org to get plugged in. And the other thing, we are doing a free challenge this week. It's going to be on May 23rd through May 25th at 7 p.m. Central Time. Get in there. (laughs) It's going to be about creating real and lasting change. Okay? I don't want change if it ain't progressive, and I don't want to sacrifice so much if it's not going to be real and lasting and progressive, and I need to know how to do that, okay? Sometimes we really don't know, but when we know better, we can do better. So this is going to be a challenge full of ways that you can start creating real and lasting change where it matters most in your life, okay? Because when you change and when your world changes, that impacts everybody connected to you. So get into that as well. All you got to do is go to www.courageco.org. You can join the free community. And once you log in, this is a private app. So once you log in, you will see under events how to RSVP for the challenge and add it to your calendar, okay? So make sure you take advantage of both of those things. If you can't join us live, what we offer is the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle, where you actually get 12 months of personal development for 200 bucks. It's technically 197, but 12 months, 12 different challenges that are three days long, 12 masterclasses, over 12 featured guest interviews, 12 months of personal development, for $200. Okay? It's not even a dollar a day <laughs> if we break it down. Okay? So if you can't join us live, I recommend getting the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle and investing in yourself. You won't regret that choice. Okay? So let's dive into how to receive from God. This is a really 
really big deal, right? Because why would we seek God unless we could believe that we could hear from him and that we could receive from him? We probably wouldn't if we're honest, right? We're all about that honesty over here. I was talking the other day. I'm like, do you like shallow living? Yeah, me neither, (laughs) right? When you are in a world that is super shallow, that is chasing all the things, and you don't even know if those are connected to your life or if you really desire them, it is really hard, right? We're hard-pressed to find people that actually care about us, people that are actually authentic, people that actually are motivated by character developments and morals and principles and standards, and that really do want to impact the world for the better, right? We're hard-pressed to find that a lot of the time. But it's when we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, it's when we know God that we can start showing up in the world that we never imagined, right? We start showing up in a way that we didn't even know was possible. Things start breaking off of our life that held us back for years, right? It is truly amazing. So it is super important to learn how to receive from God. And often we make this very complicated because we're humans. So my job, my task today (laughs) is to help break this down with biblical context so you know that I'm not just saying it, but this is what the word says, okay? So if you are new to the God's Vibes podcast, make sure that you subscribe the podcast. When you rate it five stars and leave a review, I also send the God's Vibes Matter devotional to you. So you can take some time to do that. Take a minute to do that, really. You can go to www.julianapage.com slash podcast and fill out the form once you submit a review, and I'll make sure that you get that devotional sent over to you, okay? But that's one of the ways that this podcast gets into the lives of other people. That's truly how we're able to show up and keep providing free content at this level (laughs) with the depth that's here. So if you would take some time just to pay it forward, if you've been blessed in any sort of way by this podcast, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and make sure that you grab my free gift to you. Okay, so how do you receive from God? Okay, God does not will one thing and say another. People might be like that, but God is not like that. It says in John 15, 7, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Okay, so that would be my first question. What are you abiding in? Right? God says that he is the vine and we are the branches. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Right? Literally, apart from him, we can do nothing. We are nothing and can do no good thing, okay? So what are you abiding in? But God is not like humans, you know? He's not like us. He does not will one thing and say another. It would be dishonest and unjust for him not to reveal his will to you and then hold you responsible for walking uprightly before him. Really think on that. God does not say one thing or will one thing and do or say another. It would be dishonest and unjust for him not to reveal his will to you and then hold you responsible for walking uprightly before you. All that to say, God makes his will known. He makes it plain. Okay, Paul actually said a spirit-directed prayer for the church. He said that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. 
Colossians 1.9. So here's how I make it really simple. God's will is God's word. Okay, if you have ever had any doubt in your mind, any question about like, how do I know what God is saying? How do I know if it's God's will? His will is his word. So you're going to know what God's will is when you get in his word. Okay, his word is supernatural and it is alive. Not all things promise that. Okay, a lot of people seek a lot of spiritual things. They seek a lot of knowledge, but God's word is supernatural and it's alive. The Holy Spirit is sent to reveal this supernatural word to you. Okay, so as you're reading it, it becomes alive and active to you. There's certain things that jump out to you that jump out differently to other people. There's certain words that are being highlighted to you or that resonate with your spirit as you're reading it. That's Holy Spirit working with you as you're reading the word. He makes the instruction of the Father a reality. Okay, so anytime you're reading the Bible, my challenge to you is to read the Bible with the knowledge that God has written it for your benefit, not for his. He is already quite successful. (laughs) Just saying, right? Like, so he wrote his word for our benefit. And the word is God speaking to you, teaching you how to live an abundant and successful life. Okay, it is a success manual. A lot of us are like, oh, I just wish there was a guide for life to help me be successful. There is one. (laughs) The success book is the book, okay? Jesus said again, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall have what you ask and it shall be done unto you. This is John 15, 7. God's word in you is the key to answered prayer. Okay, your father wants you to be victorious in this life and enjoy all, 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 all the rights and privileges that Jesus purchased for you. He desires that you keep his word because it will keep you whole, your spirit, your soul, and your body whole, whole. Okay, the world should see you as the world sees him. A person able to control his or her circumstances with every physical, mental, and spiritual need met. Wow, right? The Bible tells you who you are and what you can do in God. If you are a born-again believer, you are in Christ, okay? You are a member of the body of Christ, And this Bible that you read is not a book to be admired and given a place of honor on a bookshelf. How many people do you know do that? It actually is your reference book on living. If you ever needed a guide or a book, that one is it. Your very life depends on what you find in it. It is the how-to for everyday life. So it's important that you keep it with you, right? And the word tells us to meditate on it day and night. Think about the things that you actually, number one, abide in. What do you abide in? And number two, what are you actually meditating on? Meaning thinking over, right? Mulling over in your mind, trying to figure out in your brain. Like what are you actually meditating on day and night? Is it God's word? Is it success? 
Success principles from God's word? Keep it with you. The Bible is God's wisdom made available to you and written in man's words. Okay, so read it positively, not just as a set of rules, but as the open door to freedom. Says in John 8, 32, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The truth in you makes you free. It does not put you in bondage. Okay, so the Bible is God's wisdom made available to man and written in man's words. Why? So that we can understand it. God's formula for success is what I'm going to break down, okay? It says in Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then, (laughs) condition here, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Hello, let me just break this down. Do you want to make your way prosperous, deal wisely with all of your affairs, and have good success? Asking for a friend. Come on. Then it says, here's what you got to do. Keep the book of the law in your mouth. Meditate Meditate on it day and night. Why? Because as you're meditating on it day and night, you're storing it up in your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. You can't speak and release God's word in your life if you don't store it up in your heart, okay? So as you're literally meditating on it day and night, you're going to observe what is in there and start doing what it says. And when you observe to do what it says, then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. See how we broke that down? Simple. But will we do it? That's the question. So God's success formula begins with keeping his word in your mouth. You got to talk it. Talk it out. Okay? So God gave Israel these instructions. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Talk it out. Have this word all over your life. Okay, that's Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 and 7. So God told Israel to talk his word when they sat down, when they walked, when they lay down, and when they rose up. That, according to me, is all the time. Right? So you're like probably asking what I for sure know that I did for a while. How on earth is that even possible? Like ain't nobody got that kind of time to be talking about God's word all the time. Like how are we even going to fit it in? Jesus said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Okay. So my reference to that is Matthew 12, 34. So the words you put in yourself are the words that come out of you. Okay. Really simple version of that. Whatever is in you will come out of you. So what words do you see and listen to most of the time? Is it the television, (laughs) Netflix, reality TV, the Kardashians, radio, newspapers, novels, or is it God's word? 
you know, a really good challenge. I just dare you to try this. Just do it even as an experiment if you want to. Try this this week, okay? Drive in your car and listen to Carrie Job for a minute and just see how you are driving your car. Look at how quickly or slowly you're driving. Like literally look at how fast you're driving. Notice what's happening in your body, how you're gripping the steering wheel. Just check it out, okay? Then turn on, I don't know, something crazy, something something out there, okay? So just hip hop, something crazy, right? Rihanna, something, right? Whoever people are listening to these days, like turn that on and watch what that starts to do. How quickly you might start driving, how you might start moving on the road, your body language, your posture, what's happening in your body. It's actually crazy what you'll notice. When we are listening to really interesting rap, hip hop, crazy music, we drive faster, we're more aggressive, right? We cut people off, (laughs) right? When we're worshiping, we're going slow, we're like singing the lyrics, we're receiving it into our spirit, we're going the speed limit, our body is a little more relaxed, not as tense. Really interesting. All from the same behavior. What we were listening and exposing ourselves to changed what we then focused on and how we showed up and what came out of us. Yo. So a good challenge is don't listen to the radio for 30 days. Don't even listen. I just dare you to try this. Okay, you can listen to whatever you want. You just know this to be true. But just try it as an experiment and see what happens. Don't watch TV or listen to secular music for an entire month and watch what happens to your insides. Might just be an interesting experiment. Okay, but listen to yourself talk and you will know what is in you in abundance. You might have an abundance of all the wrong things stored up inside of you. It's very easy for that to happen in the world that we live in, right? If you are only exposing yourself to the news, social media, crazy, crazy secular music, whatever you want to call, whatever it is that you're listening to, you are gonna be a very different human, probably an anxious, frustrated, and angry one. Just saying. If you talk about doubt, fear, sickness, and lack, that is what is in you in abundance. Your source of information, if you want to thrive in life, has to change, okay? So the stream, the constant stream, right? Like. Literally, the enemy is this king of the earth, right? He's the king on the earth, okay? He is a huge, huge source of what is flowing through the airwaves and what we could listen to. And he's roaming around seeking whom he can devour. Is it you? Okay, so just know the stream of things that in the world is going to be a negative stream. It's a negative narrative. And unless you, Y-O-U, nobody can do this for you, unless you take action against the world order with the word of God, your mouth will speak from experience, circumstance, and tradition. Okay? It says in Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever or whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, 
He shall have whatsoever he saith. Okay? So we receive in this life what we say with our mouth. Yeah. The word in your mouth is your faith speaking. And it definitely can be faith in the wrong direction. The words your mouth speak are what you believe. Okay? So if you become a really good listener, you will see... Where people at very are where people are at very quickly if you just listen to them. What they say is or isn't possible for them, what they're focusing on and meditating on day and night, what they value, what they're prioritizing, you will see it from what they say and what comes out of them. In your words, it's just really important to be aware of this, have heightened awareness about this. So you can be diligent about it. Your words can be for or against you. They bring you health or sickness. Your words decide whether you live in abundance or lack. Your words give you victory or cause you to be defeated. Solomon, the wisest and richest man of the Old Testament said, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are snared by your words or you are set free by your words. Okay, an example of this that I have of how powerful your words are. Definitely very sobering for me and painful. (laughs) I was in graduate school. I was on a thesis film shoot, my thesis film shoot, mind you, with a whole crew of people spending crazy amounts of money that I had to figure out how to raise to make this film happen. We are on the the last, second to last location for the production side of filming my thesis film. And I am like sick at this point, right? But you just, to some degree, learn how to keep pushing. And these film days are crazy. You work like 13, 14 hour days. You just go nonstop, okay? So my body, I literally didn't even have a voice. (laughs) (laughs) So my assistant director was calling the shots for all the scenes for me and like talking for me because I couldn't do it. Literally couldn't even like speak out of my mouth. It was just like a whisper. So I'm at that point, right? But you just keep pushing. Like there is a point of, you know, pushing so much that you just don't even know that you're way outside of your stretch limit point. (laughs) So at any rate, somebody had asked me to do, we have one location left. We had just finished at this location. We have one location left. It's just going to be an exterior pan shot, few of those, of a house, right? So there don't need to be any actors on set. They can leave at this point. So we're basically almost done with production before it'll go into post, okay? So somebody asked me when they're just like chilling with their craft services, you know, and just like hanging out and having a good time. They're like, will you do a round off back handspring? And I'm like, you know what? Like that actually is the perfect emotional release that I need right now. Apparently that's where my brain was. Mind you, this entire time, season, weeks, let's just say weeks, we'll call it weeks, maybe, maybe over a month, right? I kept just saying, I need a break. I need a break. I need a break. But I couldn't take a break. I just needed a break, but I couldn't take a break. Like anyone ever been there? All I knew to do was just to keep pushing and keep going, right? But here I am. I am volunteering in the industry as an intern in Beverly Hills, which is insane because just to go to and from being an intern takes hours, right? We joke that 
in LA, you're on the 405 for four or five hours. But literally, I'm doing this every single day. I am a full-time graduate student. I am also working full-time in order to pay (laughs) to go to grad school. And I'm trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do after I get through grad school while I'm still trying to finish grad school, right? Like I'm on my thesis film shoot. So mind you, there's a lot that is going on here. I also, at this time, had just had my first encounter with a life coach. And this was just definitely a tug of a call for me. And I could not even pay attention to that. Like something was drawing me to that, but I'm like, there's no way. Like, how is this going to make sense? Like this ain't going to work. So all that to say, all this is going on inside of me. I'm not talking to anybody about this. I'm just like, I need a break. I need a break. I need a break. I need a break. Okay. So that's happening just to set up the scene here and what's been going on. So I'm like, yeah, dude, like totally. Like this is the perfect emotional release. I'm going to go run and I'm going to do this round off back handspring. For those of you that don't know, I was a gymnast. Okay. So this isn't totally random. I was competitive for, for a long time in that sport. Absolutely loved it. Right. Was obsessed in a lot of ways growing up. It was my outlet. Okay. So this was something that I would just do all the time. It was like no big deal. And so I'm like, cool. But again, I'm sick. I'm in like jeans and a hoodie. We're in Topanga Canyon. The ground is frozen. Okay. So it's all like uneven and frozen and all the things. Like you can just picture how this is going, right? So I run and I do this round off back handspring and I just hear an audible. It's just like, this is the break that you need. And I'm like, what in the, I am pushing off the ground while I'm doing this round off back handspring. Okay. You've probably seen people do these, but it's part of a tumbling pass. Okay. You can do this on the balance beam as well, but I go and I do this round off back handspring like normal. But when I'm pushing off the ground, I just hear this voice and I'm like, yo, what in the world? Right? So I do this thing and it's like a matrix, like slow moment experience where I'm like, what is happening? Right. And everything slows down. I do it. People are like, cool. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it was like no big deal. And I am trying to figure out what the heck happened. Like, it didn't look like anything happened on the outside. It just looks like I did a roundup back handspring. But I'm like, something happened here. So I just take a minute to sit down because I'm like trying to figure out literally like what just happened. Like I heard something and yeah, your body, okay, goes into shock with what just happened to me. While I was pushing off the ground to do the back handspring part of this fun little tumbling pass, I broke both of my radio bones in my wrists. I had a physical break in both wrists at the exact same time. Okay. So my, (laughs) my cinematographer had come over to me and he was like, this is bad. I'm like, like emergency room bad. He's like, yeah. I'm like, awesome. So at any rate, this is a a short, very short version of what happened, but I only share this piece of the story because all I kept saying, whether it was in my brain or even out loud and what I was storing up in my heart was that I need a break, I need a break, I need a break, I need a break. And then I get the break that I need because I wouldn't take it myself. Yikes. Okay. So I am a huge believer that people change for two reasons. One, they change because of inspiration and they're so inspired about what is possible. Or two, they change because of desperation. Like the pain of where they are is unbearable that they have to change. Okay, so I no longer 
want to live my life, particularly from a moment like that that teaches you so much, I don't want to, I no longer want to live my life from having to change because I'm not paying attention or because I won't support myself in making the changes that are necessary. I would rather be inspired into action and move with instant obedience on my inspired actions versus causing myself unnecessary suffering and pain. Okay? This is why I'm usually very bold in the work that I'm doing, particularly one-on-one with people. (laughs) Right? Because there is no service uh, coming from somebody that is positioned to help you create change in your life, enabling you to stay small or to lie to yourself. Mm -mm. Nope. You ain't going to get that here. Okay. So the words you speak are what you believe. You are snared by your words and you are set free by your words. How are you going to use them? Again, you are a powerful creator and you create reality all the time. So for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. The mouth speaks according to what you put in your heart. A good man out of the treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. It's Matthew 12, 35. When you put God's word in your heart and you speak God's word with your mouth, you start creating good things. God's word in your mouth will cause good things to happen in your life. Okay? So when you're meditating on God's word, it literally means you're putting God's word in your heart. Okay? You do not change believing in your heart by just wanting to change it. Have you tried? (laughs) I also have found you don't change your life just by speaking affirmations. They've got to be declarations. That's why I made the declaration deck. Okay? I got really frustrated that I was buying all these affirmation cards and trying to like encourage myself and affirm myself and all these beautiful things, right? but it wasn't helping. I didn't feel affirmed, right? So then I started just making on plain index cards declarations, right? Where I would have scripture on one side and a declaration of that scripture on the other side. And I'm like, these need to be in the world. So I made them a declaration deck. You can find them on Amazon, Juliana Page declaration deck, but you need to actually change your life by believing the word of God and by speaking the word of God, okay? Because it says in Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The only way faith comes into the heart is by hearing the word. And the only way faith can be developed is through the word. There is no shortcut, okay? Many live life looking for shortcuts, quick fixes, right? Just being launched into something very quickly, but there is no shortcut. Meditation in God's word is the shortcut. It is a necessity in God's success formula. When you keep his word before you and meditate on it, dwell upon the word in your thought life day and night, that's more than just reading. Meditation is fixing your mind on the word so that you do all that is written in it. You will gain revelation and insight into the word that you never could gain by only reading. Okay? So if you were somebody that just did the spark notes, 
whenever you had to do homework or a research project or something, you just, you know, instead of reading the actual book, you got the SparkNotes version and hoped that the teacher didn't have that. <laughs> right? This is not SparkNotes. You've actually got to get in there. That's why you might hear me playing the synonymy game where I break down words that are in the word of God to make sure that I truly understand them so I can digest them. A lot of times I model that here too because it's something that you can do. So in meditating in the word, you are applying that word to you personally. If you don't understand how it relates to you personally, you will not walk it out. So you're allowing the Holy Spirit to make God's word a reality in your heart. This is why when you go to church or when you just listen to a sermon, right? You're like, oh, so-and-so should be here. So-and-so needs this word. Nah, man, like if you're hearing it, you need that word. (laughs) What part of that can you let take root in your heart and apply to your life? Because everybody's got to do this work and you can't do somebody else's work for them. So if you are there, you are the one that needs to hear that word. So carefully... Ponder how the word applies to your life. You are dwelling on how this word from God changes your situation, or perhaps you simply receive a quiet revelation of, oh, that's mine. That's me, right? You are placing yourself in agreement with what God says about you, and you are seeing yourself as God sees you. As long as God's word is just a book to you, right, even a holy book, you will not act on it. Until the Bible becomes God dealing with you, it will not be active and powerful in your life. I remember the first time I started reading out loud what was in Psalms and I started turning it into a prayer. Same with Proverbs. I was reading like Psalms, Proverbs, Romans, Ephesians, Corinthians. I was like living in all those for a while. I started praying those things out loud. At first I was just reading the word and I would turn it into a prayer. But I started seeing those prayers get answered. And quickly. And it blew my mind. Blew my mind, right? I started seeing how God's word is active and powerful in my life. Like nobody can take that from me, right? So through meditation, the integrity of God's word becomes a reality to you. And as the truth is revealed in your spirit, you will begin to do all that is written in it. And doing God's word is the end result of keeping God's words in your mouth and meditating on his word. Only acting on God's word guarantees success. Hear that. Only acting on God's word guarantees success. Not all this other doing and performance-based living that we live in, right? Look, God, I did all of these things. Yeah, but did you act according to God's word? Just a thought. One of the greatest enemies of faith is mental assent, okay? You've never heard this as a phrase. Mental assent is agreeing that the word is true, okay? Mental assent sounds good, right? This sounds great. Sounds like a great thing, but enjoys no results because it only agrees that the word is true. Mental assent does not act on the word. 
okay? Be doers of the word, not hearers only. Mental assent says, I believe that the Bible is true from Genesis to Revelation, but when it comes to apply that word personally, mental assent says, I know the Bible says that, right? By his stripes, I'm healed, but I feel sick, so I must be sick. Get it? Mental assent does not act from faith in the word, but acts on what it sees and feels. Okay, so it makes what we're experiencing in the physical more important than the spiritual. People who just agree that the word is true and do not walk by fate, but by sight. Okay, beware of this trap of mental assent. It's really subtle. Okay, but that's also how the enemy operates, subtly. And it sounds good. Also how the enemy operates, right? The enemy also sends counterfeit, right? So we can have a sense of what we think God wants or a sense of the promise, but if we don't really know it, so much so that we are meditating on it day and night so that it's really real and personal to us, the enemy can trick us. A good deal of time, mental assent can be tagged by the words but and if. Okay, these two little words will rob you of your confession of faith. So replace confessions of doubt with the word of God, right? I believe you, but what if that doesn't happen, right? So we've got to meditate on the word. We also have to act on the word. Jesus gives an example of two men and the way they responded after hearing the word. Okay, the wise men acted on the word and the foolish man mentally assented to the word. And we can be either at any point. We just have to choose. Okay? It says in Matthew 7, 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. That's a sobering word, right? Knowing what the word says is not enough. You must act on that knowledge to get results. And consider it not random, right? There's a direct correlation between reading, meditating, acting on it, and receiving what it says. Both men heard the word and both houses experienced the storm, but the results were different. So acting on the word put a foundation under the wise man's house that could not be moved. And his house suffered no loss, okay? Because just part of life, storms will come, but how are you preparing for them? The foolish man who heard the word but did not do it had no foundation when the floods came. His house may have been easier to build, but it had no power to stand, right? So he may have taken some shortcuts, Might have gotten that house up quick, right? Might have looked good too, but it had no power to stand. Okay, that's a lot of us humans walking around the world, right? 
look good, <laughs> got that image right, but on the inside, we got no power. That ain't good, right? I was hearing somebody say in an interview the other day, healed people are the new sexy. Healed people, just healed people, okay? But you can go beyond being healed and whole. Because meditation makes God's word a reality to you. It shuts the door to mental ascent and opens the door wide to doing God's word. It not only gets your thoughts, but also your action in line with God's will for you. As truths are revealed to you in the word, apply them to your circumstances and do them. You will be the wise man then that acts on the word. When adversities of life come against your house, and they will, it will stand because the foundation of doing God's word will make it stand. You will learn to act on the word of God just as you would the word of your doctor, lawyer, and best friend. Okay, I just want to share that as an example, right? We take the words of so many other people that are quote-unquote authority And we make that so important. Why can't you do that with God's word? The answer is that you can. To put God's success formula into action, find out what God says in the word about the need you have in your life. In his word, you will find God's answer to every problem common to man. For every evil that the enemy can throw at you, God has provided the word to overcome that evil. Prosperity and good success are yours through God's word. Again, John 15, 7. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. To receive from God, you must make your thoughts, actions, and words be in agreement with what God says belongs to you. Hashtag God's vibes matter. (laughs) Right? You see me talk about that, but there's a reason. You are the determining factor in receiving from God. You know, a lot of times we're just waiting on God, but God is waiting on us. You are the determining factor in receiving from God. God's word does not change. God's will does not change. If you want to receive from God, you must change your believing and saying to agree with him. And by nature, we receive by faith. Okay, so you might be asking, what is faith? Like, I hear you. I was wondering too. But it's so simple, yet we make it very complex and often even unattainable, right? Faith is believing what God says in his word, regardless of what you see with your physical eyes or hear with your physical ears or feel with your physical senses. Faith believes God's word no matter what the circumstances say. Okay. In Hebrews 11, one, it says that faith is perceiving as real fact what is not yet revealed to the senses. Faith is real. Faith is perceiving as real fact what is not yet revealed to the senses. So faith is trust. Okay. We've wondered what trust is. Faith is trust. Well, I don't know how. Well, (laughs) You believe God's word no matter what your circumstances say. Well, how? You decide to. Yeah, but that's scary. That's why you have courage. That's why you have boldness. 
That's why you have the joy of the Lord, which is your strength, right? You have the power of God inside of you that can help you do this. Faith is trust, right? If I told you something but offered no proof to back my words, you would have to trust me in order to believe it, right? If you said, you'll have to show me before I will believe it, you put no confidence in my integrity. This is usually how I know, and this could be helpful for business owners here, this is usually how I know my clients from people that are not my clients. If they have to question me and just like question master me and try to dig through all my qualifications, which I can show them and answer every single question, they still have no trust and faith in me, which means we can't work together. Because can two walk together unless they agree? Nah. The ones <laughs> that work with me, we identify each other, okay? I can tell who God sent and who I'm an answered prayer for and vice versa, right? And we do epic, powerful work because of that. But where there is no faith, there can't be miracles, right? And I can't just do all the believing for you. So think about that if you've had trouble in that area, okay? When you receive or reject what God says in his word concerning you, you are dealing with his integrity. That's why I use that example. When you receive or reject what God says in his word concerning you, you are dealing with his integrity. Is God trustworthy? Are you questioning God's integrity or will you take him at his word? This is something that only we can answer, right? I can give you my answer, but you've got to answer that for you personally. And that's where this gets, gets real, right? We out here in the deep. We out here. <laughs> we out here treading water. Side note, I was on the swim team growing up. Oh yeah, we got like thrown into the pool <laughs> very early and hadn't just figured it out. But they would do this thing to us on the swim team where they would make us jump into the deep end and tread water for five minutes. And that felt like five hours, right? But it was teaching us to really grow endurance and strength and overcome like a fearful situation. Because when you don't know how to swim yet and you're treading water in a deep end, that's, that's crazy, scary stuff, okay? <laughs> God's word is good. The Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. It says that in Numbers 23, 19. You may think I would never call God Almighty a liar, right? But that is exactly what we do every time we allow our words and actions to contradict what we know God says about us in his word. We're calling him a liar. We're acting in fear instead of faith. Fear that God will not perform his word in our life. And I think that that's an insult to a good father. Don't you? God's success formula has produced in our lives over and over and over again. It's never failed to produce. We have personally used this formula to receive healing, right? Deliverance. Houses, right? Every good and perfect gift that comes from above. Wisdom, guidance, help. All of that. 
We have used the word in every area of our lives, right? The Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. Live by it, right? When we live by faith, we enjoy tremendous blessings that would have not been possible otherwise. So when you get ready to release your faith, use whatever scripture God guides you to use. Don't go to God with just the problem. Don't pray the problem. Pray the answer. Present to God the word that covers your need and say, I believe it. Right? That takes work. Yeah, but that is the work. Do you want the fulfillment of the promise or not? You can have what you say. Okay, so let's go through the faith process from start to finish and find out what it takes on your part to believe God for something you cannot see. Okay, get ready to release your faith right now for whatever you need from God. Okay, Mark 11. Mark 11, 22 to 24 will work for any need. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Be, right, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Whoever shall say unto this mountain. Okay, according to Jesus, in order to change things, you are to speak to the mountain, not talk about it, not vent about it, not fret about it, not phone a friend about it. Speak to the mountain. The mountain is the obstacle or the need that you have in your life, okay? So let's assume, because this is true for most people, it's either relational or it's financial, okay? So let's just assume for a second that it's financial, okay? You just simply need more money to live and give. Say this, poverty, I speak to you in the name of Jesus, and I command you to be removed from my presence and my life. I will no longer tolerate you. I forbid you to operate against me in any way in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay? You do not talk to God about the problem. Talk to him about the answer, the word of God. You speak to the mountain and tell it what to do. Jesus spoke to the wind and water and said, peace be still. He spoke to the fig tree and said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. Guess what? Nobody did. Most people want God to talk to the mountain for them. He will not. He has given the believer, you, that authority. And if you want results, do it his way. Talk to the mountain. When God delegates authority, he delegates it. Okay? Adam proved that in the garden when he committed high treason. God knew what was going on in the garden when Adam was being tempted. Even though the consequences were so hideous, God would not repudiate the authority he had given to Adam. 
okay? And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. That's Genesis 2.17. God's word was all Adam needed to make him successful. The enemy, as a serpent, was a creature. And Adam had authority over every living creature. He should have, in this moment, used his authority and commanded the enemy to flee and never come back. God had given Adam instruction not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and Adam had God's word already. He had dominion. So God would not override Adam's authority. There's also another side to this story. God is not going to override your authority either. He has given you authority to override all of these other things, right? He has given you authority in the earth. He has given you instructions in his word to put you over in every situation. He will let you do what you choose to do, right? But there are scriptures that you have authority to use. God will not... Work over your authority, okay? You have the authority to take his word and command your body to be healed, let's say, in the name of Jesus. It says, so be subject to God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. James 4, 7, okay? Really, really think about that. Think about this. We have God-given authority. It says in James 1.13, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good and perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning." How can you resist if you think God is blessing you with suffering? Right? This is what some people say, though. So it's really interesting to think about when we examine what we believe, what's revealed. Right? I think that when we embrace suffering, it makes the enemy's job to kill, steal, and destroy much easier. We are told in God's word to believe that God is the rewarder, not the destroyer. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. God is not out to destroy us, but to reward us. Okay? God is allowing whatever we allow. He has given us authority, and according to his word, we can have what we say. He will allow us to be stuck if we choose it. He will allow us to stay in addiction if we choose it. But he will also deliver us. 
He will also bless us. He will also reward us if we choose differently. It's not his will for us to be stuck, but he will allow it because he remains true to his word. If we are faithless, he remains true, faithful to his word, for he cannot deny himself. It says that in 2 Timothy 2.13. If you take your God-given authority in the earth and use it against yourself, God will allow it. And Adam proved that. So don't feed on error. Don't feed on anything that robs you of your faith, that creates doubt, fear, defeat, discouragement, or distrust. Right? It's a false teaching. God does not make you suffer in order to teach you. That will get you killed. And it seems like an insult to God, right? Who has gone to such great lengths to make you free. Isaiah, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says that Jesus bore your sickness and carried your diseases. For God to turn around and put them on you again would be a miscarriage of justice. The sacrifice of Jesus was not in vain. He suffered for you and me so we would not have to suffer. We are to enter into his suffering, Philippians 3.10. We are to receive what he bore for us and go free from sin, sickness, demons, and fear, Galatians 3.13, right? And shall not doubt in his heart. At this point, okay, we can build the word into our spirit and take time to meditate on God's word until his word carries more authority in our life than the enemy, circumstances, and people. Doubt is eradicated from our heart by time spent hearing and meditating on God's word. It's not random. There is no doubt of the head, but of the heart. Doubt in the heart or your spirit, right, is not so much an action taken now as the condition of the heart, the spirit. Doubts in the head are dealt with individually as they attack the mind. You will have to fulfill the second step in God's success formula, meditating in the word day and night in order to successfully operate in faith. We will consider that you have done that, right? <laughs> and are daily continuing to meditate in the word. And if this is new to you, just get started. You must continually keep your spirit above all that you guard because out of it flows the forces of life. It says also the issues of life, Proverbs 4.23. If you want what you say to come to pass to your advantage, keep your heart full of the word of God. God's word is his part of your prayer life. We have his answer to our need right now in the written word. There is no problem in the universe that can stand against God's word. He tells us what to do in the spiritual world in order to change the physical world. God's word is law in the spiritual world and in the physical world. The physical material world is the servant of the more powerful world of the spirit. Okay? Faith is released in both worlds by words. Words are the bridge between the physical and the spiritual. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And Jesus spoke from a physical body, but his words were spirit. God's words are the bridge between God and man. Man's words are the bridge between man and God. Both worlds operate on words. So think about that. 
Anything you get ready to do, you say first. You don't even go to the store without saying it if there is anyone else around, right? It may surprise you, but neither do you get results in the spiritual world without speaking words. When God created the earth, he said, the Holy Spirit was moving, hovering over the face of the deep. What was he doing? He was waiting, waiting on words. The Holy Spirit did nothing until God spoke. God called his will into substance by speaking words of faith. His words brought the material world into being. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Hebrews 11.3. So even in the natural world, you have to speak the result you want. Right? If I wanted to build a round building, but told my builder that I wanted a square one, what do you think I would get? <laughs> right? Even though the desire of my heart might be to have a perfectly round building, I would get what I said. So it is in believing God, right? Just keep it simple. What you say with your mouth is what you're going to get, even though you might desire something else. So if you speak the desired result in prayer, but speak contrary to that the rest of the time, you will receive what you continue to say, right? You are a new creature, a new creation with authority 24 hours a day. You're never off duty. You are the voice of God in the earth. Your voice carries authority in both worlds. God has delegated authority over to you. When we don't know this and when we don't yield this or wield this, right, we end up suffering. Your words have authority to create every time you speak, not just when you pray. If you speak positive results in prayer and negative results the rest of the time, your negative words will prevail. Right? We can have what we say. Saying what you have, I call this reporting the news, has no power to change things. It just invites more of what is. So the key to receiving the desires of your heart is to make the words of your mouth agree with what you want, not with what you don't want. Okay? And the last piece of this that I'm going to offer you is nothing wavering. Okay? So when you are studying God's word, when you are meditating on it, when you are acting on it, when you are speaking it, there's also a piece about nothing wavering, okay? <laughs> because there's going to be times where the enemy knows that unless he can get you to change your confession of faith, his hold over you is broken. So he's going to try to come after you, right? He's going to try to change what you say, right? Because with your words, you either resist or comply with God's word. You are in command and the decision is yours. Nobody makes it for you, okay? So what the enemy wants to do is he wants to steal your authority in order for his will to operate, okay? So he tries to apply necessary pressure within his limits. And most of the time, for a lot of us, it doesn't take too much pressure, okay? And when we're weak in God's word, we're going to quickly say all of the wrong things, at the first symptom that the enemy exposes, right? But what we need to do is not waver. It says in 2 Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, do not believe and are untrue to God, 
He remains true, faithful to his word and his righteous character, for he cannot deny himself. Okay? Sometimes it takes a long time to have a prayer answered, right? And then the next one, they'll have quick results. One of the most prevalent reasons for this is the lack of knowledge of God's word. The more revelation knowledge we have, the more accurate we are, the more accurate we are in believing God. And when we're not acting in faith, the big why will slow us down and cause us to begin to operate in the natural again. Okay? We start wondering, and wondering is wavering. It's a wonder trap. Okay? It's according to James 1.6, we are to act in faith, nothing wavering. When we waver, the enemy can push us around. Okay? It says in the very next verse, James 1, 7, you can waver or you can receive. You cannot waver and receive at the same time. Right? It says, if we waver, don't even think you can receive anything from God. So let's then be accurate about what we're saying. Okay, we believed maybe that we were answered when we prayed, but we've got to believe longer than just the first time we pray. Okay, so the moment we pray in faith, there's angels that go to work in the unseen realm of the spirit to bring our prayer to pass. Okay, our prayer is immediately taken care of in the world of the spirit. We have the answer if we do not become double minded and waver. The world we can see, hear, and touch will conform to the world of the Spirit. Our prayer is answered when we pray, but we must exert the force of patience concerning our request until it is manifested, clearly visible to the eye or obvious to the understanding appearing to the senses. Okay? So, to receive from God, what do you got to do? <laughs> What do you have to do? God's formula for success. You've got to start speaking God's word. You've got to meditate on God's word. You've got to act on God's word. And you've got to really pay attention to the power of your words, right? And know the authority that you have so that you can consistently be moving in that power. Nothing wavering. Knowing that the enemy doesn't want you to take new ground. He wants to have his three-part agenda working in your life to kill, steal, and destroy. Will you let him? The answer likely is no, the more that you decide and position yourself to meditate on the word of God, to store it up in your heart so that you can operate in it and have what you say. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Okay? So this was a teaching word for today. A teaching word for today. But sometimes this is what we need. If we really want God's will to be established in our lives, we've got to know it. We've got to study it. We've got to live by it, align ourselves with it, speak it, trust it, walk in it, meditate on it, live it, right? Then shall we deal wisely with things in our lives. And then shall we have good success? We get to choose this and we have authority to do it, but that's something that God will not step on, right? Like I, I like to think of him as a gentleman, right? He's given us power, but he won't do for us what we can do. Okay? <laughs> All right, everybody, if this message blessed you, make sure 
that you get into the 30 days of faith walking with us. I recommend doing this as often as you need. It is a program. And once you get access to it, you get access to it. You can do it as many times as you want. You can even do it with a friend. You can get the rule and reign manual if you want. You won't need it because we have new worksheets in there. But you can go through this with a group even if you want to and just bless your life, okay? So go to www.courageco.org to get plugged into that. And then don't miss the challenge this week. We're talking about creating real and lasting change. You're gonna wanna be a part of that. All right, I hope this message blessed you. Until next time, stay blessed. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. 
Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.